It's all happening. I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Welcome to Basketballers. Holy fucking shit. It's been like nine days, maybe ten since we did our last pod. <laughs> and it's a all lot happening. of shit's happening. It's, it's all, all happening. happening. I'm waving my arms. <laughs> man, I, I'm not convinced we're going to keep this even close to an hour. Hopefully, we'll try, but man, it's going to be tough. There's been so much happening. We're okay. fueled up on drugs. Let's go. We're not fueled up on drugs. Dang it. That's inaccurate. <laughs> would get us in a lot of trouble. Okay, so... We're going to break this out into kind of three sections. So it is Saturday, sorry, Friday, November 20th. It's almost um, eight o'clock central time. And currently it free agency started like almost three hours ago. So and there things are, being, are happening. Yeah. Things are happening right now. So we'll talk about that last because we'll probably have some more updates at that point. We're going to start with trades because trades opened up on Monday then we're going to go talk about the draft, and then we'll talk about free agency. That's how we're going to roll tonight. So, yep. Monday, trades. The first big trade that happened was... Chris Paul to the Suns, which we kind of talked about in an earlier pod. And uh, Chris Paul got traded for Ricky Rubio, and Kelly Oubre, and, and some other inconsequential pieces that... We don't really care about. And a bunch of fucking picks. <laughs> yeah. Three future first-round picks, I believe. Yeah. So... The Thunder now, I read somewhere, they have like 16 or 17 first round picks in the next, in six, the next years. six years. Yeah. Absolutely insane. It's Sam Presti is like a wizard. You can't even have that many people on your roster. No. If, if they let everyone go and only took first round draft picks, they would still have too many. You have to trade. So, <laughs> shout out to Sam Presti for just he's, he's making, doing, making something out of nothing. Yeah, so this guy trades Chris Paul. And then the two people he get back, Kelly Oubre and Ricky Rubio, he's already traded them too. He Which tra- we'll talk about in a minute, but I'm just I'm going in now. Sure, all right, go. Oubre went to the Warriors. He fit in their trade exception, and so they're paying like a shit ton in luxury tax. But and it the re- so the reason, let's be clear though, the reason that Kelly Oubre is going to be going to the Warriors is Clay Thompson. Torres terrible, terrible news. Torres Achilles, so he's going to be out two seasons in a row. Man, this might be it for him. It sucks. Shout out to Clay Thompson. Shout out to Clay Thompson. Everyone loves Clay Thompson. You know someone's a good dude when they're like in the public spotlight and everyone loves them. Like no one has anything bad to say about Clay Thompson. So he's just Clay Thompson's always done his work, man. Like when Kevin Durant came over, he could have pouted, he could have been shitty about it. He just he's like, I would like to win another championship, please. Thank you. He's like, Wow, we added another really good player to our roster. This helps us win. I like winning. And that's it. And you're like this guy, it's like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, it's too bad. I hope he's able to come back at some point, but it's not looking great right now. I love me some Clay. Yeah, me too. Clay's, Clay's great. Shout out to Clay. So, yeah, uh, Kelly Oubre's going there, like Paul said, with the with the exception. So And then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take this one, Paul. Ricky Rubio. My boy's coming home. Yeah. So, Ricky Rubio and the 23rd pick in the draft... Traded to now this this happened on draft night, but it was still a trade. Traded to the Timberwolves, so Ricky Rubio is coming back to where it all started. I am I couldn't be happier. I'm yep. And the Wolves gave up James happy. Johnson. James Johnson, an expiring contract, expiring was contract, yeah. going to get traded for nothing anyway. So I mean, they traded James Johnson, the number seventeen pick in the draft, for Ricky Rubio and the twenty third pick. I think it's a great trade because it gives them. Um, I mean, they look, they know Rubio. Ryan Saunders has a long-standing relationship with Rubio. The organization loves him. He's next to KG, might be the second most loved player by fans ever. Even Timberwol- over even over Cat? Yes. Timberwolves fans are crazy about Ricky Rubio. Like it's insane. I couldn't I, I follow a lot of people on Twitter who are big Timberwolves fans up in Minnesota and they were all just like I can't believe this is happening. Is this real? This is amazing. So, One person's like, I'm going to cry tears of joy till Christmas. It's so, that big. So how is he going to fit with D'Lo? Because they're both getting paid big money. So why don't we... Uh, let's table that for the draft. Because okay. I'll talk about it then. All right. Because of who they drafted. But okay. we will definitely get there. Okay, other trades. Let's talk about the Lakers. 
Because the Lakers, speaking of the Thunder, the Thunder's just, it's a fire sale for Sam Presti. He's like, fuck it, we're done. <laughs> just give me some first-round picks. So, we're good. Dennis Schroeder going to the Lakers, and that's a huge, huge pickup for L.A. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't get more for Schroeder, honestly. Because he played pretty well in the Thunder last year. He's a he's a good six-man coming off the bench. He'll get you some points. He's I mean, he's, he's basically like playoff Rondo all year long. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder is he's like slippery. He just kind of gets to where he wants to go in the court. He's he's really quick laterally. Yeah, he's a playmaker and he can get his own shot. I yeah. I think and he's, he's not like a great shooter, but no, he'll shoot the ball. You have to respect him. I mean, he's a good scorer. I I think I think he'll fit well with that team. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And he's young. I think they I mean, that's one thing that they really don't have is youth. Anthony Davis kind of obviously, but like kind of but not as much. Not as much anymore. So he, like much. it's a younger guy they add instead of Rondo, instead of 30 whatever year old Rondo. Yeah. Cuz then all the young players, they get their blood drained and then they do a blood transfusion with LeBron. That's why they have all these draft picks. That's, that's how that's, that's how it works. <laughs> that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> you haven't heard that? It was a Woj bomb like years ago. You're funny. Okay. Anyway, Danny Green, who went to the Thunder in that trade for Dennis Schroeder, was then immediately flipped because Presti is just like <laughs> on another level right now. And Danny Green goes to the 76ers, who get out of the Al Horford contract and just give up a first round pick, which is a good deal. And speaking of 76ers, they also gave up Josh Richardson for and six. got Seth Curry. Who, I didn't realize this, is married to Doc Rivers' daughter. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah. Doc Rivers has now coached his son and his son-in-law. And it sounds like he's going to coach his son again. It sounds like Austin Rivers is coming to Philly. Or there's, like, talk about him coming to Philly. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny to have the dad and the son and the son-in-law. Like, what a family. <laughs> but Philly really... I mean, look, Daryl Morey, I always give the dude credit. He filled... He filled their holes right away, like at least a couple. You get Danny Green, who is just a vet. He's been he's around. A, he's a vet. He knows how to win. He plays really good defense. His shooting has been a little off the past couple of years. He's always kind of been streaky. Right. He just got like supernova flaming hot. In, in San Antonio. Like when he in, was in San Antonio, it was in, in the finals. insane. Yeah. In the finals. Yeah. It's like everyone's watching and then they're like, oh my God, Danny Green just doesn't but miss. Yeah, you're right. He's streaky, but he's a really good defender. Yep. And... I mean, you still want him on the court. Right. Even if he's not making them, he's one of those guys you're like, he might make the next one. Now, Seth Curry is, and I'm saying this not to be inflammatory, Seth Curry is statistically the greatest shooter in NBA history. Statistically. Yeah, he's really good. He's, that doesn't mean he's better than his brother. That doesn't mean he's the best. No. But statistically, he is the best shooter in the history of the league. Yeah. And he's really come out the past couple of years. So, and he's look, on he's on a great contract too. Right, he's got three years at eight million a year. That's a really good look, deal. Philly had a logjam at with the big men. So now they have Ben Simmons, they have Seth Curry. So Ben Simmons will start at point guard. They have yep. Seth Curry, Danny Green, Tobias Harris can finally play the four where and, he needs to be, and, and then Joel you have Embiid. Joel Embiid. Yeah, that's a really that's a good starting five. That's a lineup. Yeah. And I mean Josh Richardson, I was I liked Richardson in Miami. Yes. And he just I never really felt like he fit with the 76ers, which is I don't think it's anyone's fault. I just don't think he really clicked with the fit of that team. And now that like it is a great trade. It's like a win-win trade because you know, um the Mavs didn't need Seth Curry. Sh- like everyone needs Seth Curry shooting, but they have Hardwood Jr., they have Finney Smith. They have some of those I'm going to play some defense and shoot the three wings. 3 and D guys. And they needed more of, like, Josh Richardson has really good defense. And he's bigger than the other guys. So, And that's the thing. Like, the Mavs need size. The Mavs have a lot of small guys. Yeah. But Philly needed and, small. And I Richard, actually think Richardson that's a... fills I, their hole. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad trade for the Mavs either. I agree. No. They, I think they needed somebody. Because, yeah, I, I maybe it'll be a good change of scenery for Richardson as well. I hope so. Because yeah. Richardson was fun in Miami. He just... He wasn't fun in Philly. <laughs> Philly... Philly's just been kind of sad the past like yeah, two really years. Has. I want Philly to be fun. I just I want them to be fun. Like that's a good team to watch when they're rolling. I think they'll be. I mean, with those additions and with those trades, I think, I think getting out of Horford's contract is huge. And Seth Curry is 
kind of the J.J. Redick role. Because right. they, they miss J.J. Redick. And he's kind of that role. He's like, Redick moves around a lot on the court. Right. Seth doesn't move around as much, but, I mean, that great shooter, you can do like some dribble handoffs, and Beat will kick it out to him. I love it. Anyway, who else we got? Uh, the Hawks made a trade with Detroit. They gave up Dwayne Dedman for oh, Tony yeah. Snell. Which, as a Hawks fan, you just kind of shrug and you're like, whatever. Okay. <laughs> just had to throw that out there since my boys made a trade. I saw this great tweet about Tony Snell where like people were talking about there's a stat line where he had a perfect game. Yeah, it was game. all zeros. <laughs> no, 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 no. He had a perfect game of like, he was like six for six from three and nine from nine for the field. Like, perfect game, 28 points. Oh, okay. And then... He also had a game, like Paul just alluded to, where he had all zeros. <laughs> 28 minutes played, all zeros. All so, zeros. Like, he's, he's had a really good game where he hit all of his shots, and then he had a game where he just nothing happened. In, and that's basically Tony Snow. And both those players were backups on the Hawks anyway. Dwayne Denman was going to be a backup. The Hawks, so, have other, the Hawks have other things going for them. Tony Snell is going to be a backup. To yeah. be continued. That's a whatever. There is a fun three-team trade that happened. Oh, a fun three-team. Luke Kennard went to the Clippers, Landry Shamit went to the Nets, and Rodney McGruder, McGruder, McGruber, <laughs> went to the Pistons along with a pick in this year's draft. Which, like, whatever. Well, what's interesting is if the Nets had wanted Luke Kennard, they could have just traded the pick to the Pistons and gotten Luke Kennard. Like, they could have just made that trade without the Clippers. But they apparently didn't want Luke Kennard. The Clippers apparently wanted Luke Kennard more than Landry Shamit, and then were willing to give up Landry Shamit, which the Clippers loves Landry. When they got him from the Thunder, yeah, they were like, "Oh, we fucking fleeced him. We got Landry fucking Shamit. He's, he's the future of the franchise. He's so good. Look at this guy shoot." And now a few years later, they're like, "Yeah, we'll give them to someone we may meet in the NBA Finals. Another team with Finals aspirations." Is this? It's kind of a turnaround. I will really hate myself if it's a fucking Clippers-Nets finals. I, I, I won't be happy with that. That'll be depressing. I don't even know who I would be able to root for in that finals. The Luke Kennard versus Landry Shamit showdown. God, especially if... Anyway, we'll address that in a minute, too. But Okay, what else you got, uh, trades-wise? All right. Another fun one that happened. Uh, Bogdanovich to the Bucks. Which didn't happen, which is why it's fun. So he was supposed to go to the Bucks on a sign and trade. The Bucks announced it, got leaked. The league has come down super hard on tampering. We, <laughs> we were making analogies before this about if like you're doing something when you're young, like okay, no, analogy- it's, it's it's honestly. So here's the thing, Paul and I are. I I think we mostly agree, but kind of disagree on this. Like, I I think it's bullshit. That the league came down so hard in the Bucks. The Bucks are losing a future second round pick because of the tampering. But they they put out a memo at the I beginning of the year. And I like, understand, Don't Paul. Fucking tamper. And I know you say it's nuanced, but I'm going to make this point again that I said earlier before the show that L.A. was basically fucking bullying New Orleans, trying to get Anthony Davis. That was fucking tampering. And so the it, analogy, the the analogy I made, but it's different. The, it's not that different. It's different. It's really not. The analogy that I made was, if you had an older brother who picked his nose his whole childhood, parents were like, "Oh yeah, that's fine. Pick your nose. I don't give a shit. Whatever, whatever." So you start picking your nose too as a younger brother because you look up to your little brother. Yada yada yada. Okay. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> it should be said, Matt and I are both older brothers. <laughs> we are. So, so all of a sudden. Your parents go, you can't pick your nose anymore. It's not even that. They're like, hey, by the way. If you pick your nose, you're going to get grounded. You're going to get grounded. Right. But you can on Wednesday. All you have to do is not do this one thing for like a week. I just think, I think the league has been confusing and they haven't been consistent on it. So that's why I think it's bullshit. Yeah. Well, that's why they, that's why they put down the law. They were like, we are going to enforce this. You know, those times we loosely told you not to pick your nose and then you did. And we were just like, God damn kids. I just think they've lost their legitimacy in that specific enforcement. That's my whole point. They're coming down on it. Which, you know, you know how every year the refs come out with some new thing and they're like, 
we are we are really focusing yeah. on three second defensive violations this year. And so teams like at the beginning of the year, they're always called for this one thing because the refs just crack down on it. Yeah, I understand it. I just don't like it. I guess is my point. I don't like it. All right. Fair but enough. speaking of the Bucks, the Bucks traded everything. Yeah, well, I mean everything. So they traded Eric Bledsoe and who else did they put in that trade? Okay, listen to this. This so they got Drew Holiday in return. Yep. They gave up George Hill. Yep. Who I like. He's a good player. He's a good vet. Eric Bledsoe, who's a whatever. The 2020 first round pick. A, the rights to swap first round picks in 2024. A 2025 first round pick. The rights to swap in 2026. And a 2027 first round pick. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's a ton. And, and that tells us that... Drew Holiday is re-signing there. Well, besides, yes, Drew Holiday is re-signing there. Because he's on an expiring contract. Right. He'll re-sign there, but that tells us that the Bucks are, if they if they weren't all in last year, they are all, all, oh. all in this year. And all this ties around Giannis. So they must have gone to Giannis and been like, look, we will give up the bank to get Drew Holiday if you sign the Supermax with us. If you stay here in Milwaukee. It has to be that. Yeah, and, and I mean, we've talked about it before when we talked about coaches. If Because Drew Holiday is a good player, and I think... He's a good player. He's needed a change of scenery for a little bit, just because yeah. I think he'll do he'll do really well with Giannis. Plus, his defense is outstanding. Dude, the Milwaukee bug, already was... They already had like such the a best good defense. defense. One of the best defenses in the league. It's going to be insane. Even better now. So, to me, if they don't... If they don't make the finals, Bud's gone, 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 gone. Oh, yeah. He might even be gone if they lose the finals, to be real honest with you. Because... He might be gone if they start off slow. (laughs) I mean, Bud has shown weaknesses in the postseason. If he's not doing well in the regular season, too. That's true. They just may be like, all right, let's find a new coach. Because they know their window is tight. It is all about Giannis. And here's the deal. The thing about the Bucks, where they do have the luxury in a sense, potentially, is if they can keep Giannis for this whole career. Because Giannis really, it could be like a, in a Kobe Bryant type situation where Kobe wins his first two, three. Three? Three, right. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, two, with, three. With Shaq and then someone First three with Shaq yep. and then several years. And then he has, when he's older, his the Renaissance. other two, right? Yep. Giannis is still young enough to where he wins one now. Yeah. He's happy. He's like, fuck it. Yeah, I'm with the Bucks forever. Yep. Okay. We can rebuild. I won my I won my title. I won my title. Couple couple bad years maybe, or they, you know, figure something else out. The roster as it stands now, because there's a lot of vets, is gonna be no longer in six years. But then you have younger players who you bring into play with a more seasoned Giannis and maybe the second Renaissance, right? Like so yep, but they they, but gave they have up, to nail it. They have to hit it out of the park now. They gave up a lot for Drew Holiday. They gave up three first round picks and rights to swap in two drafts. That's so much. You can't do any other trades. <laughs> so they're either going to be like so. Two teams, ironically, both traded for at least two of the same players ish. Kind of the Boston Celtics. When they acquired Ray Allen and KG. Yeah. They went all in to get those guys. They did. And it worked. The Brooklyn Nets, when they acquired KG and Paul Pierce, it did not work. No. And they gave up everything. And that's the fear. When your team makes this sort of gamble, you're either like, we are winning a title and it's worth it. We We will be mediocre for three years if we win a title. Or you turn into the Nets where you're just mediocre with no title it and it all falls apart and it's one of those things where i kind of respect the decision though because you're like fuck it we're all in we know the worst case scenario is bad it's we're fucked for a decade the worst case Giannis leaves your superstar just leaves and you have no draft picks because you've traded them all to try to keep them yeah but if you're the bucks you have to because you can't look back you know in five years and be like Man, I wonder if we could have done anything to keep him. 
Now Giannis is on the Lakers winning titles, and we hate ourselves. And showing Giannis, look, they they kept Chris Middleton, which is the first big step. But yeah. showing him, again, like Paul said, we are committed. Look at what the fuck we just gave up for Drew Holiday. I mean, as of right now, their starters are not Bogdan, because Bogdan apparently isn't going there. But you have Brooke Lopez, Giannis, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and someone else. That's fucking defensive as hell right there. And really good on offense, too. Like, that's a team. I mean, you you could put you or me on that starting five, and they would still be above 50% on the year for the regular season. Like, those are four really good players. Yeah, that's a. I mean, that's a really good team. I think they're. And again, they should make the finals. Yeah. Even I, in what's becoming a more competitive East now. I'm. I'm kind of getting, you know, like a little reflex because I've been predicting the Bucks to make the finals for past like two years. Two years. Yep. And they just haven't done it. I just. I keep waiting every year. I'm like, man, the Bucks are great on paper. I don't think the Nets will do it. I think to to me, in my opinion, so. Miami wants to run it back. I don't think they will this year. I think they'll make... I mean, I mean the Hawks are going to make the finals. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, I don't think yeah. Miami will run it back. I think the team that threatens... Um, I think the team that threatens the Bucks the most are the Celtics. The Celtics are dangerous. They're And they're, Gordon Hayward's not going to resign there, which is fine. They don't really need him. They'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be all right. Because, again, Jason Tatum is getting better he's only 22 Jalen Brown is getting better and that we, team fuck man it's it's still as of right now unknown where Fred Van Vliet signs but he's a good player I mean if he signs in Toronto Toronto is still good they are I just think I think as as Tatum and Brown like they're not even in their primes as they progress I just think that Celtics team is they're already scary I'm I'm, w- I'm with you yeah but like I've just learned not to count Toronto out by this point. No, I'm not saying I count Toronto out. I'm just saying like, yeah, on, on paper, on paper, Celtics, yeah, are to me probably the team to beat in the East. Milwaukee would, has to reprove themselves this year. I would still give the paper to Milwaukee, but the Celtics are up there, man. They're close. That's <laughs> I wouldn't want to play either one I mean, of if those that, teams. If that's our Eastern Conference Finals, we're going to be lucky because that's going to be oh, yeah. a hell of a series. Oh, yeah. That's where, like, if the Hawks make the eight seed and they're playing one of those two teams and you win one two, game, two games one game. them? If you win one game. You're like, okay, okay, we got our experience. They're really good. Nothing to feel bad about. Uh, also on the trades was your boy, Rocco. Robert Covington. Robert Covington. Went to the Blazers for Trevor Reza, who's kind of whatever, and two first-round picks. Paul and I both love this trade. It's a... The Blazers... Yeah. The Blazers we, get a versatile forward who we, they have needed. The most We love talented. it for the Blazers. Yeah, love it for the Blazers. <laughs> the Rockets fans are like, the fuck are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> we love it for the Blazers. The Blazers get the, the most talented... I mean, they really get the most talented wing they've had... In a long time. Yeah, the Blazers have always struggled to find that 3-4 wing who can just play defense, knock down threes, just kind of be that glue piece. Yeah, it's been like Mo Harkless and Alfred Camino. And, I mean, Mello had a good year, but like... Yeah, but it's like a 35-year-old Mello right. now. and I mean, that's a good backup like six-man, which is crazy to say because it's Carmelo. But that's where he is in his career, and that's fine. And like they signed my boy Kent Bazemore... That's didn't really work out. They're signing Rodney Hood, you know, and Rodney Hood's whatever, but he's not, you're not like, oh man, we're going to win the title now because we got Rodney Hood. Like, Rocco's a changer. Rocco makes things happen. And I know you love him because he played on the Timberwolves for a little bit there. I think anybody loves him, honestly. He's, he's, he's honestly a guy where he fits on any team. He's just, he's great for any team. If he went to any team and said, sign me, they would go, <laughs> Yes. Sign me, bitch. Sign me, bitch. <laughs> Are we going to do this or what? <laughs> that is it for the trades. Oh, the boy. Ma- the major trades. All right. We made it through. Phase one is complete. That was only 25 minutes. We're doing okay. Yeah, but this next this next segment may get a little uh, deep. The next segment is called 
does Matt actually like Anthony Edwards? Or is he brainwashing himself? <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, tell us. You as a Timberwolves fan with the number one pick. How do you feel about the Ant-Man from Georgia? <sighs> okay. <laughs> Matt's currently rubbing his face. So. <laughs> Matt is struggling to put together <laughs> words about how much he likes the pick. <laughs> no, I'm not. So Paul, Paul gave me a lot of shit about this on draft night, and I was basically like, fuck you. Um, I, I was hanging out with someone else, and I'm like, hold up. <laughs> I got to text Matt. <laughs> someone else. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, so here, here's the deal. Let's back up a second. Timberwolves have the first pick in the draft. The draft class this year isn't a bad draft class, but there's not, and we said this before, there's not that one, like there's not Zion. Right, last there's year was like... There's not Cat. There's not yep. LeBron. Right. There, right, so you don't have that like... Standout yep, talent. Yep, that's the guy. Yep. Okay? Even like a Ben Simmons. Yeah, right? you just you just know that they're going to be good. Correct. The, like... There was there was a top tier ish. Yeah, there there was sort of like a consensus top three. top three. Yeah, and then I mean, even you get down to pick four, and pick four was like, oh, they did what? So it was just that kind of draft. Really, top three was consensus. I think anything yep. outside of that was kind of fair game. But even that's kind of rare for a draft. Normally, it's like the lottery is kind of figured out the top fourteen. You sort of know. Yeah, just, there were some surprises in the lottery. Yeah. So we'll start with. Minnesota, because it's the first pick. They select Anthony Edwards from Georgia. The reason Paul's giving me shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there was a thing that came out very suspiciously on draft day. Yeah, it was very well-timed. The more that I looked at it, Paul, and I'll say what it is in a minute, the more I look at it, the less I'm worried about it. Basically, it was this written thing about how Anthony Edwards, he's basically just like, yeah, I don't really like to watch basketball very much. I like football. Like, if the NFL came, I'd rather play football. I yep. I really like football. I, I like to play basketball. I just really don't like to watch the games that much. Yeah, he was like, it's a job. I don't really like it. I'd rather be playing well, he football. Didn't, he didn't say I don't really like it. It was kind of that He didn't feel. say that. It was kind of that feel. So I was watching The Jump on ESPN with Rachel Nichols, and Vince Carter was on. And Vince Carter made a good point, okay? Why is Vince Carter? He's like, look, I've been on the Hawks the past couple of years. These it young, it was the best time of my life. These young guys. He said that right. No, damn. These young guys, they study the game, they play the game well, they're disciplined, they put in their work. But when they're done, they go play video games. They do other stuff. They're not focused on basketball twenty four seven. And so I think that's more of the point of it. Now. The thing, which it's still hard for me to wrap my head around, but the Timberwolves finally have a competent organization, which is really, really tough for me to come to terms with. Or do they? They do. Or? They do. Maybe, like, maybe they're just cursed. No, like they do. They have a good, I mean, their front office is great. I would just like to believe that they're cursed, that you will never actually feel happiness in your life. <laughs> All you'll feel is like eternal hope and by, wishful thinking. By the way, I'm not saying that they're not cursed. I'm just saying that the front <laughs> office is finally good. Oh, okay, we can be in agreement then. We can we can agree on both. The Timberwolves have like they're creating culture, which is crazy. Like it's really cool to see them organically create culture. They have this like synergy between the front office and the coaching staff and the players. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> oh, you just went into like middle manager mode talking about the Timberwolves. They they kind of <laughs> use those terms though, but I just whenever someone says the word synergy, I just can't like I hate the word synergy, but it's the truth. I, I okay? can't like take it seriously. There's a fusion like, there's a fusion between the different parts, okay? I feel like I should be in a hotel lobby or like conference center and I paid a hundred bucks to listen to someone tell me how to be a better manager. That's what this well, is. Well, you're in luck, Paul. Give me my $100, motherfucker. No. <laughs> okay, so anyway. There is... They are on the same page. They are operating together. The same frequency? Sure. Which is cool to see. So basically, 
it seems like they know as an organization that he needs to keep focused on basketball and not try to rap because he also thinks he's a fucking rapper. That, was, annoying. The, that was the other best uh, part of it. He was like, what if I just could play football and rap? And they're like, oh, you just got drafted number one overall in the NBA lottery. <laughs> I don't know. It just It wasn't like, it didn't make me feel warm fuzzies about drafting him. Sure. But. Here's the good thing. The Wolves, I believe that organizations that are going to spend millions of dollars on players, when they say they've done their homework, I believe they've done their homework. And so we're seeing shit shit on the internet. He probably has the best potential in the draft. Okay, so let's talk about him as a player. First of all, it sounds like he does have a good work ethic. Like, he's already in Minnesota working out, doing that stuff. I guess uh, I was listening to... uh, press conference with Gerson Rosas, the president of basketball operations for the Wolves. And he was talking about how what impressed them so much was how professional, maybe it was Ryan Saunders that said this, professional Anthony Edwards was in his workout when they interviewed him. Because they went down to Georgia and... Um, sure. And they, those they, they those said, are good things. They said he conducted himself like a pro in his workout. So, look... We'll see with the other stuff. We'll see how good of a rapper he becomes. How good of a flag football player on the side he becomes. He is an interesting guy, though, because... (laughs) So, a couple of cool things. At the draft, he was, like, with his family, and he had these portraits. I don't know if you saw this. No, I didn't. So, he had these portraits of two women, and I was like, that's interesting. Well, both his mom and grandma died of cancer. Okay. Fuck you, Paul, you asshole. What? I'm not doing anything. (laughs) Fuck cancer. Why yeah, fuck me? fuck cancer. I didn't... I'm just sitting here. You're giving here. shit to Anthony Edwards earlier. Okay, he wants, yeah. he wants to be a rapper. Oh, yeah, no, I got him. I got him. Okay, so, so his mom and grandma died of cancer. He's like... The guy has a really cool personality. He's always happy. He's like, you gotta smile. You gotta be... He's very positive. He has this really cool energy. He also, I think, is gonna be like a big shit talker in the NBA. I'm excited for it. <laughs> so he he believes personally, and I disagree with him greatly, but um, so he's been asked about who he is mo- most excited to play against, and it's Kevin Durant. He called him the best player in the league <laughs> unequivocally. Okay. Um, I guess he was a big Thunder fan growing up, which makes me feel young, or makes me feel old because he was like Nine, yeah. When the Thunder were getting yeah. good, yeah. It's one of the worst parts about being a fan of the NBA is that kind of like Leo DiCaprio's girlfriends, they always stay the same age, and we just get older. We just get older. Yep. <laughs> so, so Anthony Edwards is like, I want to play against Kevin Durant. He's the best. He's so good. Da, 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 da. I don't know. He just he has a cool personality. Um, and he's he seems to have bought into the Wolves as a franchise. Like, he's been very positive. It, I mean, it could be an exciting place to play. So here's the deal. Let's talk about Anthony Edwards as a player. So forget everything else. As a pl- player? As a player. Player. Tell me how big of a player he is. He's 6'5". Actually, 6'6", six, six, it sounds like now, in shoes. 230 pounds. He is... So he's fat. No. <laughs> so what is this? Anthony Bennett? I'm gonna interrupt you this much when you talk about the Hawks, you fucker. I'm sorry. Six six two thirty. This dude is stacked. He is built. Yeah, no, he is. He is fucking built. He hit the power that he had. Like, if you watch highlights of this dude, when he goes down and dunks it, it's fucking insane. He his athleticism is off the charts. Yep. His three point shot sucks. He shot twenty nine percent in college. But here's the other thing about him that a lot of... I didn't know this actually until recently, so I'm imagining a lot of people don't. He should have been a high school senior last year. He's like newly 19. Wow, that is young. He he finished high school early and got eligibility to play in college. Huh. So he's really more like a freshman in college than he is anything else. So, But he still can't shoot, huh? No, he can shoot. Like he can shoot otherwise pretty well, but he has a good looking he has good looking arc. I mean, he has good looking form. Yeah, okay, that's good. Yeah, if you have good form, I feel like the rest can be taught. It's people when they come out of college with bad form, 
and they get drafted high. No, he has good like, form, and you can't. You when can't when we're done tonight, Paul, you can just we can pull up some highlights, and I'll show you. But he has good form. The thing about Anthony Edwards is he's just so young, and also he played on Georgia. Georgia sucked last year, so it's like yeah, basically Georgia, basically a high school senior, pretty much. And Players. he averaged he averaged 19 points per game in the SEC, which is pretty damn good on a shitty Georgia team where he had no help. Yeah, I mean the SEC isn't like a basketball powerhouse, but no, but they're not they're not like bad. terrible, right? Just mostly terrible. So anyway, I'm cautiously optimistic. Wait, this guy wanted to play football, and he went to the SEC, and then he played basketball. Right. <laughs> I'm cautiously optimistic. I think, I think. Look, he can be really, really good. Um, he gets a lot of comparisons to Dwayne Wade, which holy shit! If he's 75 percent of the player Dwayne Wade is, then he'll be an All Star. Yeah, multiple times. You're pumped about that. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think, I think it's good. And so earlier, Paul asked about how Rubio fits. And so here's the thing that's great about the Anthony Edwards thing too. Ricky Rubio can mentor Anthony Edwards, which is huge. It is good to have vets on your team. For Rubio, that. and again, Rubio's like he's beloved in Minnesota. He knows the city. He knows the organization. He will be able to go to Anthony Edwards day one and be like, "Dude, I'm your guy. Let's do it." Yeah, and guide him through what it's like to be a pro. And D'Lo and Cat can do the same thing too. I think Rubio is going to take on more of that mentorship just because he's been in the league a little longer, and. But yeah, but I mean, he also has and Cat are established in the league. It's they, not like they're second-year players. Or no, something. no, no, they are. But I think Rubio will be the leader of the team. He has the best leadership qualities in that team, and he's been there before. Yeah, he's coming back to his old job, and he's like, "Sup, bitches, I'm back." So I got as, I went to this other team, got myself a pay raise, and I'm back. As far as how the lineup's gonna work, I don't know specifically yet. I think they have a lot of options. The Wolves will use. Um, so, today at their presser, Gerson Rosas was asked about Rubio and the acquisition because it just became official today. So, yep. he hasn't been able to talk about it until today. And what they said was, what he said was, we are lucky to have one of the best playmakers in the league in Rubio and one of the best point guards in Russell, which I know you don't necessarily agree with that statement. But Right, but if you're the GM, you're not going to come out and be like, yeah, I overpaid D'Lo, and now I feel bad about well, it. Well, we didn't overpay because we traded, you Because fucker. he's not actually that good, and so... Kind of regret that one, but at least we got his replacement. You can't say that. So no one had... Wait. Of course he's going to be like... Do you think Do you think Rubio is D'Lo's replacement? No, but that's why you no. can't just say that. No. First of all, D'Angelo Russell is one of the most underrated players in the league, I think. Okay. Definitely not any homerism there, but that's okay. I don't care. That's fine. Okay. Fuck Trey Young too. Oh my you saucy god, saucy bitch. That's right. <laughs> no, not really. Trey Young's cool. Um, so, b- back to what I was saying. They plan on having good playmaking for forty-eight minutes, which means one of them will be on the court at all times. And I do like that. So look, they will play together sometimes. Yeah, I mean they'll probably both start. They're both getting paid to start. Right. Does it really matter who's the point guard, who's the shooting guard? Probably not. I mean, Rubio's better on defense. He'll take whichever one's the tougher one to guard. And the thing about Anthony Edwards, it's nice. I talked about his size a minute ago. So he's shorter, but he can play small forward because he's a bully. He, yeah. can, he can guard the one through three. So and you already got cat, Cats your five. You just got to figure out, is Malik Beasley your four? No. No. So someone's coming off. He's coming off the bench then? This is where I think Rubio may come off the bench. I feel it like, should be noted Malik Beasley signed a four-year, $60 million contract. We'll, we'll break that. Like That's like the first ago. one, yeah. I, um, I think Beasley will I think Beasley will probably start. So maybe he's the three? Or Edwards comes off the bench? Yeah, I think he probably start Edwards. The Wolves aren't set on making the playoffs this year. That's not their goal goal. I mean, they would like to, but... Do you think they make another trade for a four? No, think, I, I think I think they're planning on signing Hernan Gomez to be your starting four. Yeah, you don't think you would flip Rubio for a better starting four or something? No, like that? they're not going to flip Rubio. Okay, they're not. That's they're planning on keeping him. I figured as much. I'm just bouncing ideas. Yeah. Um. 
If there are some so like Millsap is on the market. Um, Love me some Millsap. Jay Crowder is on the market. So yeah, like there, a couple of players like that. Like if they sign one of those guys, I'd be super happy to play the four. Right, that would be ideal. That's fine. Yep. Because those are plug and play guys. Yep. Hernagonas is too. I like Hernagonas. Yeah, I He's mean, good. but those other guys are more proven. Yeah, I still might rather have Hernagonas. I mean. He's, I'm I'm good either way. So yeah, he's good. Anyway, uh, the rest of the draft. So James Wiseman went number two to Golden State. Yep, that was kind of expected. Uh, the number three pick was to me the fucking one of the funniest of the whole night because Lamelo Ball went to Charlotte, which means that his career is fucked. <laughs> you hate to see it. <laughs> The number four pick was Patrick Williams, who went to the Bulls, and that also means his career is fucked. Which, Patrick Williams came out of nowhere. I was talking to my dad today, because Patrick Williams is from Florida State. My dad lives in Tallahassee, and he's like, did you know we're a basketball powerhouse now? And I'm like, okay, wait, slow down, slow down. (laughs) Patrick, Patrick Williams was like, there was like, wait, you're taking him number four? So this is nothing against Patrick Williams. I I wish everybody who was drafted the best luck and the best career. Absolutely. Right? But the Bulls, look, maybe he'll prove everyone wrong. And maybe he'll prove to be like... He's uh, going to be the best player in the draft. Yeah, maybe. But there are other players that were taken after him that, to me, are way more sure things. Like Tyrese Halliburton, who dropped to number fucking 12... To the yeah, Kings. Yeah, he apparently wanted to play for the Kings, which he's brainwashed or something. Cause <laughs> That's your Iowa State guy. Nobody, well, there you go. Nobody wants to play for the Kings, but he apparently told other teams that he wanted to play for the Kings. Obi Toppin slid to eight to New York. Ooh. Like, yeah. the Bulls could have gotten Obi Toppin. Yeah. And I mean, so A the, rim rocker. Like, so five was Isaac Okoro, who's who was also taken too high, I think. He's supposed to be a good player from the little I know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Atlanta got Anika and Kongwu or something like that. I messed it up. Anika and Kongwu, yeah. Yeah. Who apparently had some foot problem. He like broke his left foot. And so he slipped in the drafts a little bit. But supposed to be a good player. Yeah, he's like a shot block and power forward. I think they want to play him at center. I, I think the ideal is he plays center he's like a stretch center that's what i heard well atlanta can use the the big help so they can do whatever they want but he was a good talent he kind of fills a position of need for sure it's a good pick killian hayes at seven went to detroit that's another good pick it's fine obi Toppin, as we just said went to the knicks which isn't a good pick just because it's the knicks (laughs) <laughs> no offense to Obi Toppin, but... <laughs> yeah. So, the number nine pick, to me, might be one of the most valuable picks in the whole draft. Yeah. Do you want me I... to say his name, Paul? Yeah, I'm going to fuck it up. Denny Avdia from Israel. So, like, this guy is... Basically, a lot of GMs think maybe he can be Luka 2.0. Weren't you saying the Wolves were thinking of taking him number one for a little bit there? There was talks of it, or moving back in the draft a few spots and taking him. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you were even considered to go first overall like that's an honor i'm surprised he dropped that far i think so washington at nine by the way some is just positional need but so washington will definitely figure out a way to fuck it up (laughs) for sure probably for sure probably 10 is jalen smith going to phoenix which yeah sure (laughs) <laughs> Devin Vassell going to the Spurs. That was a good pick. Yep. So my dad, because Vassell is also a Florida State yep. guy. So my dad was like, yeah, we had number four and the number 11 pick. And I'm like, that's actually kind of cool. I didn't know that. But Florida State still sucked last year as a team. So are these guys any good? I don't know. Show, hey, I think I can see, but show me Vassell's stats, like his his height and weight. Oh, he's 6'7", 195. That's a, that's a skinny. skinny boy. That's Again, dang. Anthony Edwards is 6'6", 230. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Zion's like 6'7", 280. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our boy from Iowa State, Tyrese Halliburton, Number 12. Wanting, wanting to go to the Kings. 
Jesus Christ. Maybe there's like some Harrison Barnes tampering happening in there. Oh, that's possible. That's a good point. I didn't think of that. The Ames. Yeah. Although Harrison Barnes didn't go to Iowa State, but he's still Nobody's from, from Ames. From Ames. Yeah. Although, why would you tamper for the Kings? I don't know. Harrison Barnes might be traded too. I'm not sure why you'd take tampering advice from Harrison Barnes. Uh, Kyra Lewis Jr.? Kira? Kira Lewis Jr. I've done my research. That was number 13 to the Pelicans. And then rounding out the lottery, Aaron Neesmith going at 14 to Boston. At this point, you're just kind of playing the lottery. I mean, literally, that's why it's called the lottery. But these guys are just like, hopefully they pan out. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. There you have it. That's uh, basically the draft. That's the draft. Everyone else doesn't matter unless they play for the Hawks or the Timberwolves. And they don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, okay. we, now we're getting into the free agent signings. All right, you ready for this first one? The city of Tampa, Florida signs the Toronto Raptors. So, in case <sighs> for anyone out of the loop, <laughs> Matt's giving me looks. So, Toronto is not in the United States. It's actually in a country called Canada. Canada right now is handling the COVID virus. America isn't, and so travel's restricted. So the Toronto Raptors had to relocate to somewhere in the United States to play their games. They're in the Eastern Conference, so it had to be somewhere in the eastern half of the United States. Instead of choosing our hometown of Des Moines, Iowa, they went with Tampa, Florida. And there you have it. Too bad uh, your boy Ant-Man didn't go there, else he could play for the Bucks and maybe win him a Super Bowl. Huh? Huh? Yeah? Maybe a rapper down in Tampa? Hey, Paul. No? No? Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, there it is. All right. For actual signings, let's start off with Goran Dragic. He got two years, $37 million from the Heat. The second year is a player option. So if the Heat wants to go after Giannis or something, they can. Goran still gets his money. I mean, he's getting paid. He just came off some sort of planter tear in his foot. Something like that. Like something kind of major. I'm but ha- you know I'm what? For him. I am too, and I I think he deserves that because he played well. He gets his money. He played well, and he's really important to that culture. Jimmy yeah. Butler loves playing next to him, and look, Goran Dragic is a baller. I mean, I do. Paul said this for a while, but I think he's one of the more underrated players. Has been for a long time. I think, yeah, he really starting, is. Like starting in Phoenix, he's been underrated. Basically, his whole career, he's been underrated. I love me some Goran Dragic. Uh, Mason Plumley signed to the Pistons for three years, $25 million. He was Jokic's backup, and he's, he looked okay at times. At other times, he looked like he was a career backup. This wasn't always pretty. So, he got his. I mean... In Detroit, doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess I guess he's going to start for the Pistons, I would imagine. No, well, they also signed Jaleel Okafor. Yeah, They Jaleel- have like 100 bigs. Jaleel Isn't Okafor. Andre Drummond still on the Pistons? No, he got traded to the Cavs. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. Which, no one cares about the Cavs either. Yeah. <laughs> the Cavs are a wasteland, man. Which, so is Detroit. Yeah. And then they just traded between each other. They're like, you want some different garbage over there? It'll smell different. Uh, speaking of garbage, Jordan Clarkson, who neither of us like, stays in Utah for four years, $52 million. Jordan Clarkson's getting $13 million a year to not pass the ball and just shoot up chuckers. Neither of us really likes watching him. I mean, we watched a lot of Utah in the playoffs. And every time Jordan Clarkson got the ball, it was like, all right, is he going to pass it? Nope. He's going to he's gonna like shoot a little kind of mid-range floater thing. He can be all right. He can also kind of kill the flow of a game for you. So I'm going to... Matt's giving me it's, looks. It's not, it's not going to matter because... This isn't live or anything, but I'm going to break something to Paul. Breaking news. Mon- Montrez Harrell. Let me guess. Let me guess. He's signing with the Nets. Nope. For... Okay, damn it. I want... <laughs> no more suspense. Tell me. What? What's the funniest place he could sign? I mean, I thought it would be the Nets. No. Is it Atlanta? Please, not Atlanta. No. Oh, Where fuck. was he last year? Clippers. Where's the funniest place he could sign? Did he go to the Lakers? He did! <laughs> <laughs> How much? 
so it's not official. It's he's nearing a deal with the Lakers, which means okay. that's hilarious, dude. So they're they're like switching Zubac for Harrell because the Lakers traded Zubac to the Clippers. Yeah, two years ago now. That'll be good for the. They're just adding bench depth for the Lakers. Yeah, I don't. Hate, I mean, it all depends on how much you pay him. If he gets fifteen mil a year, that's gonna hurt. Now, He's getting 10? this is far from official, but let me also tell you something I just read, too. Someone else talking to the Lakers. Okay. Marc Gasol. Oh, he's going to leave Toronto. I thought he would stay on Toronto. But you know what he doesn't have? Doesn't have a ring. Got to get that bling. Dude, if Marc Gasol goes to the Lakers. That's nice. That's, that's nice. Really nice. <laughs> I so mean... The only problem with that is the Lakers were at their best when Anthony Davis played the five. Marcus Saul is obviously the five. So does that hurt them? Does Marcus Saul just not play in crunch time? I think if you have a healthy Marcus Saul, he's on the court. I mean, you just kind of play bully ball, in my opinion. That's what they did for a bit with basically like, look, Dwight Howard sucked, but they played him and Anthony Davis together and they could play some bully ball. Yeah. Marcus Saul is way more talented offensively, obviously, than Dwight Howard. And he's probably better defensively, too. Yeah, at this point. So, so, yeah, I guess you just you put out your five best players and go with it. Well, that's, a, that's a good one. Oh, let's see. Myers Leonard signed with the Heat for two years, $20 million. So the Heat giving out some money. Okay, so here, Woj just dropped it 13 seconds ago. Montrezl Harrell has agreed to a two-year deal with the Lakers. Okay. It's not bad. I don't have the, the money yet, but... But it's something. So he's only there for two years. That is hilarious. <laughs> he just won six man of the year <laughs> with the Clippers. Yep. And he's just going to... Cr- I mean, in a way, it's kind of nice, though. You're just competing for jobs in your own city. In the same arena. Same arena. You don't even have to move. Going to work at the same place. Yeah. Moving would just be the worst part. You don't even have to do that. The other big signing... Gallinari going to my Hawks. Three years, sixty-one million. I think that's a brilliant signing for the Hawks. They're such it's, a young team, yep. so talented. But I was telling you before we got on, got on live as we're doing it, was that the Hawks have always had like twenty-year-olds and Vince Carter. They haven't had anyone who's like thirty and can steer the ship for the past few years. And so now they have that guy, and they're linked to Rondo. They're linked to Bogdan. Uh, I mean, any of those guys who are like solid vets who can come in and produce, they're great for the team. So having Gallo, I think that they're still going to try to develop DeAndre Hunter a lot. So Gallo's probably going to start. He's going to play his 25. Hunter's going to come in, probably off the bench, play his 23, and develop. And I, I think it's a good signing. And maybe they finish the game with whoever has the hot hand. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. If you're losing, you just leave Hunter in, let him get right. some extra shots, get some reps. If it's, it's close, put Gallo in, probably for the experience. Yeah, because they're with that signing, they're sending a clear signal too. They're like, We're going to the playoffs, baby. We've been developing young players for a few years. We're doing it. We're going. We got Trey Young, we got Cam Reddish, we got Clint Capella, we got John Collins, and we got Gallo. Kevin Herter. Herter's probably gonna come off the bench. But I'm saying he's a part of the team. Yep, he's a he's a young guy too. They're developing, so yeah. I mean, you got Herder and Hunter coming off the bench. Yeah, and he, again, walking 2010, John Collins and Clint Capella, who didn't play for them at played. all last year. So they're going to yeah. The Gallo signing though is clearly like playoffs. Yes, you know, like Detroit signing Mason Plumley. That's not like hey, we're going to the playoffs now. It's kind of like. We had cap space, and we saw a player, so we gave him money. Yeah. The Hawks are, like, targeting Gallo. Yes. And Rondo. Maybe. Dude, Rondo should just go to the Clippers. <laughs> just the Lakers and Clippers trade players. <laughs> I feel like he would maybe do that just to be a... Just to be a dick. Bitch. <laughs> dick, whatever. I would love it. <laughs> That'd just be classic Rondo. <laughs> Dude, Rondo and Patrick Beverly on the court at the same time would be so annoying. It'd be, I mean, it'd be a good team, though. We'll see. You hate, I think he goes to the Hawks. You hate to see it. Yeah, if the Hawks give him more money, 
He probably will. They will. Yeah, because he's like, what, 34, 5 at this point? Is he that old? Well, he's close to it. He's been around. That's it for the big name signings. Uh, kind of interesting, also I'm just saying now, Derek Favor is going back to Utah for three years, $27 million. Okay. I don't hate that. You know, that's $9 million a year. It's kind of funny they just gave Jordan Clarkson 13 a year and Derek Favors only gets three for 27 but whatever. Ugh. I'm not sure what Utah is doing. I just, and I, I'm not sure they know either. You know, it's, they have Donovan Mitchell, which is... Just trade Donovan Mitchell to the Hawks. It's all you gotta do. <laughs> it's one of those things where Utah, like... They've had competency in general in the past. They obviously had Carl Malone and Stockton. They had some good teams with Darren Williams and Carlos Boozer, those guys, back in the 2000s. I just don't... I feel like they... They're a small market team. They have Donovan Mitchell, who is amazing. Amazing. But, like, they don't... They're like, okay, we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do with our hands. Yeah. Basically, is what they're saying. What do we do with Gobert? What are we doing? Because, honestly, just gonna sign I'm people. not sure that... Donovan Mitchell and Gobert fit that well together. I mean, they're okay, but like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't love it. I I can't say. I mean, Derek Favors for nine mil a year for three years, that's not a killer. That's whatever. Like, Derek Favors is limited, but he's fine. Jordan Clarkson, not a huge fan. You put those two together. Yeah, it's just kind of. That's more money than I want to have. Save that's twenty two mil a year for two players who I'm kind of like meh. I mean, I think it's good when players give franchises opportunities to do well. I think Donovan Mitchell can do that for a bit, but I don't know. He may want to get out of Utah because they're just not doing much. Like at least again, the Wolves. Like when Cat first came on, they weren't very good, and then they traded for Jimmy Butler and signed Tom Thibodeau, and all that happened, and um. That sucked and didn't work out. And then they blew it up and Gerson Rose like they've they've had different iterations and they've they're trying new things. Utah yeah. is just I feel like they've just been trying the same thing for a long time and it really hasn't worked yeah. well. Like they've made no. the playoffs, but like never gone anywhere. I've never been afraid of them. No. It's never like Utah might make the finals. Never had that feeling. It's like they win the first round, you're like, okay, they're gonna lose. But like now, here's the thing that's crazy about that team or I guess Donovan Mitchell specifically, when they played the Nuggets in the playoffs, I was afraid of Donovan Mitchell. I wasn't afraid of Utah, but I was afraid no. of Donovan Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Donovan o- Mitchell. Only Donovan Mitchell. He carried them. Yeah, dude, if another team trades for Donovan, it's going to take a haul. So this is what I was just about to say. To get Donovan, based off of the trades that are happening right now, to get Donovan Mitchell, it's Jesus. Gonna, it's going to be close to a James Harden trade. Yeah, it'll be huge. It would it would take proven young talent probably. I mean, honestly, it like if Atlanta offered John Collins or something, plus some other stuff, that that might get you in the Paul, door. Would you trade Trey Young for Donovan Mitchell? Would I trade Trey Young for Donovan Mitchell? I mean, Trey Young's a point guard. Donovan Mitchell's shooting guard. Yeah, that's that's kind of a whatever point. They yeah. both they both handle the ball. Would you, here? Let, let me give you another one. Would you trade yeah, I, John Collins and Cam Reddish for Donovan Mitchell? From and a couple and a couple of future firsts. That's what it would take to me. I I think the untouchables on the Hawks are Trey Young and Cam Reddish. So I, you wouldn't move for Don for Donovan Mitchell. I'm saying. From from what I've heard about the Hawks front office, they would not do that deal. I think they would offer pretty much anyone but Trey Young or Cam Reddish. Me personally. Yeah, you personally. I I know I'm just giving context. Yes, I get that. I personally would be like, bye Cam. Yeah. Bye John. Yeah. Hello Donnie. You know? Cause Donovan Mitchell is good. He is good. I mean that defense can kind of cover up some of Trey's deficiencies too. So I'm not saying this is actually a thing because it's not been proven yet to be a thing, but maybe soon. Ricky, the Ricky Rubio effect. Okay. 
Go with okay. me on this. Okay. Rubio is in Utah <laughs> for Donovan Mitchell's rookie year. Okay. Plays with him for, for just one year, maybe what, two you, years. You think it's going to be like sleeper agent Rubio brings him to the Timberwolves? No, that's no, no, no. You don't go. Okay. You're not getting it quite yet. Okay. So Rubio, just his mentorship and how he affects other players. Okay. Plays with Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell gets markedly better. Okay. I mean, it's also your rookie year. Ricky Rubio goes to the Suns last year, who has an even better season than he's had before. Devin Booker. Anthony Edwards gets drafted to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Maybe there's something happening with shooting guards. I fucking hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Rubio's just, like, teaching them all how to shoot and play defense behind the scenes. I mean, I'm talking about D-Wade, but, like, if Anthony Edwards is... Kind of like Devin Booker or Donovan Mitchell. Holy shit. Well, yeah, obviously you're stoked for that. Those are so stoked. Those guys are great. So stoked. <laughs> yeah, you have those like those two and Jamal Murray, even though he's I guess plays point technically. But yeah. um Yeah, again, it's like is Devin Booker the point guard or the shooting guard? Does it really matter no. on some nights? He's dribbling the ball up the floor. Although he's not the point guard anymore. But does it matter? <laughs> when Chris Paul's on your team, Chris Paul's the point guard. Right, but Devin Booker will also dribble the ball up the floor sometimes. Will he? Yeah. I don't know. Chris Paul likes to not let that happen. Well, sometimes Chris Paul is on the bench not playing, and Devin Booker will be playing. Oh, you didn't hear? Is Chris Paul playing 48 minutes? Yeah. All 72 games? Yep. At age 35? Yes. <laughs> oh, right. I, didn't, <laughs> I did not hear that. I, I stand corrected. Devin Booker will never touch the ball except to shoot it. Nah, I'm just messing. <laughs> Chris Paul have like 20 assists a game. <laughs> Dude, Chris Paul's going to be nice on the Suns, though. That backcourt's going to be pretty uh, pretty good. Yeah, and passing into eight and 2 down there. I'm not as big on Aiton as you are, but... I, I want to see what he does. We'll see. I, will... I like the potential. I'll put it to you this way. If he, if he can't thrive under Chris Paul, eh. No one can. Right. Uh, it is... Now live, been leaked that Harrell signed for two years, $19 million, Yeah. Which is under that $10 million. That's kind of what I was saying before. I think that's good. I think the Lakers are happy with that. Oh. Davis Bertans has agreed to a five-year, $80 million deal to return to Washington. Yeah, boy. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. White hot right there. I... Did I hear you? Five years? 80 mil. Wow. Oh. I love it. How old is Bertans? That, you know, five years is a long time. But that's what, 16 mil a year? That's a lot of money. 16 million isn't that much for someone who's good. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson just got 13. Malik Beasley got 15. Malik Beasley is the best player of all time. <laughs> you, can, you can hear your brain wrapping around itself. I mean, Bertans is a really good shooter. He's a really yes, good I, shooter. And he's getting and look, 16. The, the Wizards also are perpetually bad, so that makes sense. Alec Burks just agreed to a one-year deal with the New York Knicks for $6 million. So, whatever. That's whatever. Yeah, I mean, $80 million sounds like a lot, but $16 mil a year for Bertans, who's probably going through his prime, I don't hate that. I don't initially hate it. As we're saying, stuff is just dropping right now. Everything's happening. It's all happening. Everything is happening. It's all happening. I just hit refresh, and Bertans shows up at the top. Five for eight. Dude, five years is just incredible. You see five years, and you're like, man... Okay, so he's 28. So they're getting him through his prime, 16 mil a year for a really good shooter. You can do worse. You can do worse than that. You could do better, but you could do worse. I don't hate it. It but, just sounds like you a could lot. Do, but you could do better. Right, but you I could mean, do worse. But you could yes. do better or worse. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Matt's going crazy because he's been in quarantine. <laughs> I haven't been in quarantine. That, that gives off the wrong impression. I'm being COVID safe because everyone should be COVID safe. This is true. Um, so to the, who knows, probably now like 18 people that subscribe to us. We don't know. I don't want to look at our numbers. 
be safe over Thanksgiving. <laughs> don't don't have Thanksgiving with your family if you can help it because that's not smart. Even all 18 of our subscribers in the same room is not safe. <laughs> no. Be smart. Anyway, we could stay on all night and just break the new signings, but we're not going to. We will um We'll probably talk more about free agent signings, and I'm sure there'll be some more trades happening in the next couple of weeks. Yep. Training camp starts up soon, next couple yep. of weeks. Because the season is starting up in a month. Month and two days. Which is crazy. It feels like the finals just got done. Well, they did. I love it. Yeah. Why don't we do this every year? We should do this all the time. COVID forever? No. Okay. Too much? Too far. <laughs> Way too far. Uh. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for today. I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Thanks for listening to Basketballers.